how you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, you guys are awesome. So uh, every day we talk to founders and entrepreneurs uh, from all walks of life, and the common thing that we hear all the time is that uh, in the beginning stages they had to reach out to different people within their sector, within their vertical, within their industry to try to build relationships to try to get the business going. That was one of the key things. So yeah. can you tell us a little about your background and your book and you know uh, how that fits in the, all the stuff that you talk about? Yeah, sure. Um, so my background, I've been in advertising and marketing for over 20 years. And most recently, um, I, probably what I'm most well known for is that I was the founding CMO at Virgin America. So I helped launch the airline. I was there wow. for four years. So do you like Virgin America? Uh, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, and after that, I well, what happened at Virgin America was I started to realize that I was becoming, you know, my network was getting bigger. I was flying all the time. I was meeting all these people, working all, with these amazing tech companies on partnerships. And things, I just felt happy and great and like life was good and I had these job opportunities and I realized it was because of my network and the relationships. Right. So yeah. I started thinking more about the power of networks and relationships. I wrote a book about it called Your Network is Your Net Worth. And, um, you know, your, what the book... Your network is your net worth. Correct. Okay, Correct. all right. And what what the whole premise of the book is, is that if you invest in your relationships, that success, productivity, and happiness will come from those relationships. Okay. And there's a quote that I love by Steve Jobs. He says, you can't connect the dots until you look back. He said that in his famous Stanford speech. Yeah. But it's really true. When you think about how things happen, the jobs that you get or the people that you meet, like when you look back, most of them, I would say, you know, 90% of them are, are network-based. They're not just, you know, going off of a Craigslist ad or, you know, randomly meeting people. So right. um, I talk a lot about the power of networking and how it's really a mindset. And my, my approach is very different than a lot of people's. And my approach is very focused, and it's going for quality-based relationships. And so, you know, for the people that are starting um, startups or companies, what I would recommend is, you know, really thinking about kind of the mission and the vision of your company, but then also think about the mission and the vision for your personal self and start building your online and your offline brand around your goals and start mm -hmm. connecting with people really based on what you're trying to achieve. Um, so be very strategic about it. Okay, well, let's get a little tactical here. Like, so let's say I want to start up and I want to do, uh, I don't know, Jeff, uh, throw a vertical out. Uh, yeah, let's say you want to do the next photo sharing app or, or something, you know, some small consumer app. Yeah, let's say you want to do, we want to revolutionize photo sharing or do some new Instagram clone. What would you, how would I go about connecting to other people and what would you do in this circumstance? Yeah. Um, okay. So what I would do first is looking at the business model. You know, there's an exercise in the book I call the funnel test, and it's three steps. So you're taking out the three kind of core attributes or passion. So in that situation, I think your your three things would be technology, kind of like design and creativity, and then probably fundraising because you need money <laughs> to get started. Right. Um, so, you know, you'd start building your network around those three buckets, right? So you would be going to the technology shows or the creativity and the design shows, but looking for places where the attributes actually match up with what you're trying to achieve. 
Okay. Um, also, very importantly, is that our online and our offline personas are blending now. So, you know, if you're posting your LinkedIn profile, you're going to want to think, well, does my profile convey, uh, you know, something that says that I'm creative and I'm tech savvy? Like, is it reinforcing what you're trying to do? Right. Um, so that that's kind of the approach. Gotcha. So you start looking for these people at shows or maybe even online and then start following them on Twitter? Or, uh, what, what would I, how would the online version of this look? Yeah, sure. So online, um, you know, number one, you're building your own persona or your brand. And I'm a big believer in, you know, the power of content. Now, obviously, a lot of people have bandwidth issues. And so you really need to, again, focus and think about which social networks are right for you. You know, is blogging right for you? Um, in that situation, you probably would be doing something more um, visual and making sure that you can get those items across. But build up your own persona and then start building a community around it. So look for um, people that are influencers in the space. Um, start trying to you know, do things like this, like a Google Hangout with influencers talking about the product. Try to start collaborating with people that can give you positive advice. Um, I'd also work on getting an advisory board, um, people that can help you because getting those warm introductions is right. going to be really useful. Right. Um, so look for advisors that can um, support your vision and, and help you open doors. Um, so those are a couple first things that I would start thinking about. Wow, that's a very strategic approach. It sounds a lot like uh, what we tell some people who are uh, before they start a company. We say, "Oh, go start a blog, build a community, gain some interest." You know, uh, it's a lot. It sounds a lot like what you're saying. Like build some relationships before you, uh, you know, go too far down the path. Yeah, definitely. Because you want to have, um, you want to be nurturing relationships before you have to ask for too much, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is, I have heard that in the startup world right now, there's kind of a special number where if you are developing a product or a service that's obviously usable, that you want to make sure that there's a, the question to ask is how disappointed would you be if this product was gone or this service was gone? Oh, and you question. want at least yeah, you want at least forty percent of the people to be really um, you know sad that the product's gone. That means that you're doing you know well enough. Otherwise, you're kind of swimming upstream. So, you know, make sure that your product and service is really ready to go before you start doing all these asks. No, these this are great. Um, so let's talk a little about your journey um, with the book and, you know, all of that. What, what, what got you even – I mean, I know you realized during your tenure at Virgin America that, oh, it's these, these people I've hooked up with. This is why I'm so happy and why all this stuff is happening to me. Like, uh -huh. Where'd you go from that to, like, I'm going to write a book on this and I'm going to really do this? Well, um, some of it was serendipitous, but I was often asked to speak at events, and um, lucky for me, Tim Ferriss, who wrote The 4-Hour Workweek and 4-Hour Body, right. asked me to come to one of his events, and he wanted me to talk about social media, which was what everybody was constantly asking me to talk about, right. mm -hmm. and to be honest, I was just getting bored with my presentation, and I said, can I write a new presentation? He's like, yeah, I just need to know what it is. Cool. And so um, I did one called Three Degrees of Separation, mm. and I basically talked about all the fascinating people that I've met on airplanes. Oh. And, yeah, like, <laughs> wow. And that, okay. yeah, that you should you mean you're sitting next to while you're traveling, randomly, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that okay. you should travel with your headphones off. And so, you know, David de Rothschild, who sailed a boat from... San Francisco to Australia made out of plastic bottles. He was next to me. Like 
it goes on and on and on, like these amazing people, all in main cabin, right? Oh, I was going to say, is this and, all first class? Or? <laughs> no, no, main cabin, main cabin. And so my presentation was all about, you know, being open to these connections, but also giving back and adding value. So I also would recommend to the startups thinking about, you know, when you're going to approach these relationships, it's not just about what can they do for me, it's what can you do for them and what value can you bring to the community and why is the app better that kind of thing um, mm -hmm. so anyways so what happened was I made this presentation and I had given um, three airplane tickets because I was still at Virgin America and I had put them under three seats and I said okay three of you just won airplane tickets and they're like oh my god uh, that's and awesome. I said but you have to give it away to someone who inspires oh, you. Oh I love that that is yeah. such that is such a great little uh, task that's great. Yeah it was it was awesome and so you know there was just this magic that was happening and people were like oh I'm gonna cry oh well, my god. Wait, so, so you gave them a, a free ticket and then you told them they had to give it to someone. They had to give it away and they had to publicly give it to someone at the conference you know at the end of the day and tell mm -hmm. why they were giving it to them. Oh, to mm -hmm. somebody else in the conference. Oh, okay. In the conference, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah so, and the, so that was an exercise in, you know, being reciprocal in the relationship? Yeah, exactly, and like giving to someone, and, you know, and it actually it was very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened was Tim's agent was there and um, his literary agent, and I ended up meeting him, and he's like, hey, I think there's something really interesting in this approach. Um, it's definitely more of an emotive approach to networking because a lot of traditional networking books are, you know, get out there, hand out your business card to everyone, have every single minute filled. and Cast um, a huge net. Yeah, and my approach is not like that at all. I'm more like, you know, figure it out, take time, be logical, and, um, you know, be sincere and, and helpful. Wow. So, yeah, so I met his agent. We wrote a proposal. I, well, I wrote it. He he told me what was wrong with it, I rewrote it, I rewrote it, I rewrote it, and then we sold it. Wow, that is wow. so Congrats. crazy. Well, uh, yeah, accidental, accidental yeah. book author here. So I love the idea of uh, the relationship of the person sitting next to you on the plane. What other day-to-day um, -day relationships are there that we're not thinking about maybe? Oh, well, you know, the airplane is a good one because you're a captive audience and, mm -hmm. you know, you can obviously have a book with you or something if you don't want to talk to the person, um, but it's just, it's such a good one. The other thing I say is that when you go to a conference, instead of trying to meet 50 people, you know, focus in on maybe try to get the list and see who's going to be there and try to make three to five, like, awesome relationships where you're really connecting and having a coffee and maybe you try to pre-set up those meetings mm -hmm. um, but but go go for that otherwise I just think there's too much frenzy and we have all these like loose connections mm -hmm. and I'm more of a believer in the strong connections um, you know there also there are so many co-working spaces now too and you know Wi-Fi zones and we didn't have that like five or six years ago like right. it just they weren't there so yeah. you know if you have the funds join a co-working space it can be awesome um, even here this morning I heard that there was um, there's a law firm a big law firm here that has opened up a big space on the Embarcadero which is down by the water in San Francisco and they let startups use it for free it's not even a wow. co-working space wow. it's basically like a free use space so they're trying to get all the people from you know Starbucks to come hang out and their hope oh. is that they will be the future law firms for these startups so okay. there's all these I call them power pockets like find the power pockets and get out there because a lot of times we don't make the effort or we're in a routine where we're stuck and we do the same thing every single day yeah. and when you start to shake it up like it's just incredible if you really put intention towards it 
I completely believe that. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your book. Uh, how long did it take you to write it up? And, and what are some of the notable chapters that you get people responding to you about and what really resonates with people? Yeah, um, gosh. Well, the whole process took about a year and a half. But to write it, it took six months. And I, I wrote six months solid. But I did all the interviews and all the transcripts. So I did it all myself. Okay. Um, Simon and Schuster, uh, a division uh, under that house, did buy the book, so they were my publishing house. Um, you know, I interviewed a lot of people, everybody from Ohm Malik to David Hornick of VC to the CEO of Twitter to the CEO of the San Francisco Giants. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, lots of fun people, a lot of digital influencers. How, how did you get uh, meetings with all these notable people? What are some tricks if you, if a startup wants to get a hold of a CEO of Twitter, for example? Oh well, you know, luckily I knew him um, oh, because okay, that we helps. Had a partnership. <laughs> yeah, we had done a partnership with Virgin America with Twitter. Okay. Um, he's obviously. All right, so you had your own personal Rolodex. Obviously, that helps. Yeah, I, I used my Rolodex. <laughs> I did um, humorously. I tried to get a meeting with Bill Clinton because I figured, you know, he's like the networking guru. Okay. And okay. Um, you know, I I got to his office, and then they they said no, and then I write about. I get this email, and it's like meeting you and it was from Bill Clinton and I was like oh my god <laughs> someone has pulled a favor and it was like a generic fundraising email oh, okay. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is um, this coming up Monday I've actually been invited to New York to a dinner with him so wow. I think I might be meeting him just because I put in the book like I really want to meet him oh, and I told okay. everybody along the way and so he has like 10 cameos in the book oh wow that's awesome yeah, so, I'll let you know. so you kind of circled around and you got everyone to let him know that you've been talking about him. Yeah, Bill Clinton and Oprah were my two people I was trying to meet. Well, you know <laughs> okay. what? I, I'm glad we're talking about this because sometimes meeting some of these big, big personalities can make such a huge difference to a small, growing company that's trying to get out there. Um, you've got some big names in your book. Can you share with us? I mean, beyond obviously your personal Rolodex, how people could actually meet some of these people? Well, you, you know, I'll tell you an amazing story that is in the book. Um, you know, I was lucky, of course, I did have the good fortune of working with Sir Richard. I, I don't know him that well, but, you know, I met him a dozen times over the years. And these kids from L.A., actually from a school called Environmental Charter High School, it's in, a like, a lower-income area. It's an awesome school. Okay. They had sent me a video, and they were up for a contest, and it basically said, Sir Richard, will you vote for us for this contest? And um, I had never asked him for anything because you just don't, right? Like, you, I wouldn't do that. Like, I was working for him. Right. And uh, I sent him the video and I said, you know, I know you're really busy, but these cool these kids are so cool. Like, look at how awesome they are. It was just like this very diverse group of students and just like bright-eyed and like smiling. And um, he, I said, could you tweet for them and like vote for them for the contest? Right. And uh, the next day, so it was like 12 hours later, he calls me and he says, I'm in L.A., why don't I just meet with them in person? Wow. Oh, boy. So, um, you know, the kids ended up meeting with him for like 45 minutes. That's so awesome. It is. It's totally awesome. But, like, my belief is that those 45 minutes, like, changed those kids' lives because he, you know, gave them eye contact. He valued them. He said, you know, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? What's, what's stopping you? What's keeping you, you know, out of the, out of the success? And... That um, gave them probably inspiration and confidence that they might not have had before. And so, 
any person that you're trying to meet, famous or not famous, like I just say go for it. And the worst thing that's going to happen is it doesn't happen. And then what you need to do is just learn and think, well, why didn't why didn't I get to meet them? Well, well, well hold, hold on a second, Porter. You helped broker that introduction. So clearly that is a key piece in my opinion. So if we were trying to meet you know, Mr. Mr. Branson himself, we would probably be better off meeting you and then you maybe setting an introduction to him. Well, probably not me because I've already used my okay, introduction. Well, you've already used it, yeah. Maybe someone but, else. But yeah, but you, but you get the point. The point is, is the, the, the introduction to somebody in the inner circle obviously makes a big difference. Yeah, that will, but I you know another one, another story that's in the book, um, Robin Sloan was an early employee at Current TV and now he's a um, kind of a, a tech evangelist and writer. He, then he went to Twitter. He wanted to work at Current TV and he kept sending the CEO for 30 days in a row. He sent him an idea a day via email and then he said, um, you know, I'm going to be in California. Can we have lunch? And the ideas were good. Like it, they demonstrated that he was insightful about new media. And so the CEO was like, oh, you're going to be in San Francisco. Well, you know, I'll have lunch with you. That's fine. You've given me a lot of ideas. And so they have lunch. And um, Robin says to Joel Hyatt, he says, you know, thanks so much. And Joel says, why are you here? And he said, well, I'm here to work for you. I drove all the way from Florida. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and he got the job, right? Like, because he just, you know, he like totally like conveyed his smarts, his passion, and his right. enthusiasm. So, you know, I hear what you're saying. A warm introduction is always better if you can find it. Um, but what's nice is that with LinkedIn, you can start to mine those relationships and look who knows the people. Um, you know, there's so much more information online. Like, you know, I'm older than you guys, but like I can remember going to the library and trying to find stuff like in books and, you know, yeah. crazy craziness. So yeah. It's yeah. much easier now to at least find the con the the contacts. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we've been doing this for several months, and I'm amazed at how easy people are willing to be open just with cold emails alone. Yeah, emails. I mean, even tweets. Um, Dennis Crowley from Foursquare. He was telling me because mm -hmm. I interviewed him too, and I didn't know him. I, I met him at a conference. He was um, up in Tahoe at um, Snowshoal, this ski and tech conference, and I saw him. Right. And I said, you know, I don't know you, but and uh, you know he agreed to be interviewed. So, but he basically what I was going to say is that he every once in a while will meet with people off of Twitter and have coffee with them. Um, so it can happen. Like you just you got to try. And if one avenue doesn't work, like keep trying other ones. And if you don't get success with that person, then you go to the next one well, and figure out. Well, hold on. With, with Dennis, uh, he was obviously speaking at this conference. Usually, when a person gets done speaking, they're mobbed by then an initial group of people that want to say hello and t thank him for a great speech or whatever. How did you, did you wait for the initial mob to, to thin out and then you hit him up or how did that work out? Uh, well, you know, again, um, I suppose I created a warm introduction because he was there with his brother who also works for Foursquare okay. and his brother had presented and then I said to his brother, oh my God, that was like an awesome presentation. You guys are so cool. I love Foursquare. Okay. And so I connected with his brother and then I said, I'd really like to interview uh, Dennis. There we go. Can there you, we go. what do you think? Here's what I'm doing. And so mm -hmm. I did, t I probably would have been too shy to just directly go up to Dennis at a dinner table but so what happened then was they were all eating dinner and his brother brought me over to meet Dennis hmm. and Dennis was like yeah I mean his brother basically said you should do this interview right, right. Huh. yeah what do you think of that Jeff uh, the the warm introductions uh, right then and there in person 
Yeah, no, that's a great way to, to, to you know, schmooze and get your way in there. Uh, what are some other tactical tips that we can use online? You know, like when we're looking through LinkedIn and stuff, it's so hard without the uh, the physical presence and, you know, the sort of, uh, you know, subtleties. Uh, how, how do we break through without that cold email approach, you know, the, the, the coldness? Yeah, um, well, you know, I think that, when you're using social networking, if you do really get involved in the community, and so you're actually like there, like if you're on Twitter a lot, like I ha I've met so many people on Twitter that are my friends, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird, but like there's great people, right? But you have to be there, and you have to be responsive, and you have to say, oh wow, I loved that blog post, and you know, retweet it. So show your intent and make connections, um, and then you know, I'm a big fan of trying to, if even if it's virtual, like try to get it from a tweet or from a Facebook onto a Skype call or onto mm. a Google Hangout or right. you know FaceTime like right. try to move forward and then also there's a lot of people where you can really create collaborations where um, you know try to surround yourself with 10 influencers that are in your same space and help each other I mean I'm on a kind of a mastermind group of writers mm -hmm. where we're all on a Facebook group together mm. and we constantly help each other like you know, do you know how to do this? And have you anybody had you know problems marketing this? Um, so try to create mastermind groups. That's another really um, great way to get connections accelerated. Um, I mean, those are some of the, the things that I, are top. I, I think I think those those are great tips. Getting getting off of Twitter, getting off of the Facebook, and then going literally to a hangout or a Skype. So that's face to face, human to human, yeah. more more of that yeah. presence. Yep, I completely yeah. agree. And the communication then, channel where you can get deeper, right? Yeah, right. And then, you know, if you're going to be at the same conference or something, then, you know, meet up at the conference. And now, I mean, I just was at um, in, in Atlanta at the social shakeup, and, you know, some woman sat next to me at lunch, and she's like, oh, my God, I wanted to meet you. And I was like, well, I'm right here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm like, I recognize you. And, like, I recognize her avatar, which that that is how uh, things have changed. Uh, yeah, which, yeah, which I talk a lot about that. Um, we used to be six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. And now we're actually three or four degrees of you. So right, right. technology has reduced the degree of separation and accelerated connecting. I, I completely agree. I don't think, though, a lot of people take advantage of the meet them online and then get them, uh, get them on the Skype or get them or meet them on Facebook or Twitter and get them on the Skype or Hangout. I really think that there's a big gap there. The, the technology has made it so easy to just hit follow or friend or whatever, that, that really loose connection where you are friends online, but you, yeah. never, uh, you never even talk. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, another great tip is just what you guys are doing where you're interviewing people. You can probably meet a lot of great people because you've got a platform, and so maybe you want to interview someone for your blog, or maybe you are... Um, bylining for you know some website where it's like okay I write for ad age so I can pretty easily get an interview with anyone that's in the marketing and advertising space right. um, if it's a relevant post you know so what value can you bring to that person um, I do remember another story I was told there's a gentleman named Matt Van Horn and he's at PATH and he wanted to meet Keith Ferrazzi um, who wrote Never Eat Alone, and he saw that he and Keith were going to be at a conference together, and instead of just like waiting, he got an email for Keith, and then he said, hey, we're going to be at the same conference. Um, I happen to know these five people that are also going to be at the conference. 
would it be of value to you if I set up cocktails for all of us wow. and I'll host? And Genius. Like, yeah, that would be awesome. Genius. So, yeah. yeah, and so you know, he said, yes, of course, I'd love to meet all those people. Thank you very much. So it made it more about why was it useful for Keith, but mm -hmm. Matt still accomplished his objective. You know, I'm really glad we're talking about this because these connections offline, online are so important and can make the world of a difference to a young company. I mean, doors can open up and, you know. Yeah, I mean, so many people we talk to, they say they get lucky or there was some, you know, some random person they knew that kind of opened a door for them when in yeah. reality it's these relationships that, uh, you know, have, have been there all along. Yeah, well, you know, and another one, just, you know, a couple more examples. Emily Olson, who was a co-founder of Foodsy, and they just successfully exited Foodsy and sold it. Um, she, it was a website, a subscription box website where you could get high-end food products. Okay. And they were really into, like, spices and teas. And so they had um, hosted a, uh, a, a tea, tea event at their office where people were coming in and tasting the teas. And Kevin Rose ended up at the event because he loves tea. Right. So, you know, nothing happened there. But then they kept running into him at this tea lounge in San Francisco called Samovor. And they were like, hey, you know, you were at our office. We love tea, too. Yeah. And then they started a conversation. And so then they had this relationship that was organically growing based on shared ideas and passion. Right. And so when they needed funding, you know, six months later, uh, he was in their seed round. Wow. That's that's so great. Um, I, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the mastermind stuff too. It sounds like you know a lot of this stuff people just have to get off their ass and do this. You yeah. Know, like it's like you know a lot of work. You know we're busy. Like oh I love I'm comfortable sitting here in my cube programming and whatnot. How, how do what's a good strategy for people that aren't already in a mastermind group or aren't already kind of reaching out this way to to start to you know uh, like you said to follow your hobbies and find other people that are interested outside of work even that. Yeah, um, well, you know, start start small. Don't overwhelm yourself. Like, you can even, even say, like, you know, this month I'm going to go to two events. And, like, there are so many free events and so many things happening. And meetup, meetup.com, you can, like, find everything from, like, knitting circles to cat lovers, you know. So right. um, you just have you, – you're, you're exactly right that people don't take the initiative. And um, my my belief is really that you, you can pretty much accomplish – anything if you put your mind to it and you stay focused and that a lot of people leave before the miracle right like I had never written a book before and I wrote a book like you know you you can do that um, so you just you have to set goals and the one thing that's important is to not be um, totally frenzied by all these like random emails so you know unsubscribe to all the things that you don't need um, don't be online all day like have thinking time like make sure that you're being creative and set time and make the time to go meet people. I mean, once a week would be awesome if you can do that, but start with twice a month if you can't. Gotcha. No, those are great actionable tips. So yeah, that's what, great advice. what's, uh, I'm curious, what's next for you? Uh, now that you got your book, uh, what are you working on next? Oh, well, I'm actually um, packing my suitcase right now. I'm flying to Berlin. Oh. Um, I'm speaking at a conference there and judging like a shark tank in Berlin. Oh, cool. Um, Love shark yeah, tank. Love there. shark tank. Well, it's, nope. it's not. It's not a shark take. It's like a smaller one, you know. Gotcha. But that I type of idea. Right. Um, what's next for me? I advise about six startups right now, and um, that's been really fun. I I love it, and it's been really interesting. Um, one of them just filed their S one, so that was exciting. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, so I do that, and then I do the public speaking. I probably speak six to seven times a month right now all around the Holy globe. Cow. Yeah. That is a lot. And you've gotten this all from, I'm assuming, the, the popularity of the book? Um, the book and then just Virgin America from my you know my keynoting there. I did get an agent, and so I have oh. a, a, a speaking agent. That's great. Um, and then what else do I do? You know, I do some consulting projects for people, and I might write another book. So right now I'm still writing the book one wave, right. and right. I, I better figure it out soon what's next. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you get some rest in there somewhere. I know you sound like you're having fun. Oh, yeah. Life's always an adventure, right? I mean, if it's not, then you better do something else. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I know we don't... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Well, so you mentioned speaking. It seemed like a pretty good uh, foot in the door for you. How about, um, you know, I, I did a, I, I presented on a, a topic of interest to me on uh, JavaScript hacking um, at, a, at a small, like, L.A. JavaScript group. But what do you think about people getting out of their jobs and, you know, uh, presenting or speaking on their expertise, even in small groups, things like that, to, to kind of get that started? You know, I love that it helps build your credibility in the space. And, you know, frankly, anyone can be an expert in the space now as long as you demonstrate that you have the skills. Like for you, I would even say, why not turn that presentation into a course and put it on Udemy and um, try to start selling that so you can get some revenue um, and have that be something that shows that you know the space. So d look for those opportunities. You know, I presented all the time for free in the beginning, and then I had a good reel. And I also had more of a comfort level where now I can, you know, stand on a stage and not have an anxiety attack like I used to. So, right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, I love public speaking. Allie Brown, who's in L.A., she's an entrepreneur coach. She has tons of entrepreneur awards. And I interviewed her and I said, well, how did you get all these awards? And she said, I went online. I did a Google search for female entrepreneurial awards, and I filled out all the applications, <laughs> and then I got the awards. So you know, that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, I mean that's like you got to just kind of do the work. Yeah, yeah, you got to make. Yeah, it happen. it's just a good reminder for people. Uh, often in our field, especially technical stuff, design work, you forget to get out of your shell, and uh, that those opportunities are just there for the taking. Often. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a whole new world with the way um, you know the web and all of our technology tools enable us to connect. It's uh, we all have more opportunity than we ever had in the past. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So I know you don't have a ton of time, so we'll just end it here. I, I just want to ask you one last question: If you had any piece of parting advice you want to give to any small uh, people working on a small team and trying to build a company, what would you tell them? Yeah, um, you know, my advice is um, to recognize the importance of collaboration because most successful startups are coming out of teams now. They're not coming out of one person. So make sure you've surrounded yourself with a core team that really believes in the idea or the concept. Um, you know, as I said, spend a lot of time on the, on the idea or the concept to make sure that it's, you know, competitive or differentiated. And then, um, you know, be really passionate. One VC that I talked to said that he looks for entrepreneurs that could walk through walls because they're so passionate. Right. So, you know, you got to you got to have that that fire and that spark and um, right. you know, believe in yourself. Right. Great advice. Right. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on today. It's I mean, I can't tell you. This stuff is so important and I'm glad we had chat about it today. Yeah, well you guys are awesome and I'm I'm sorry I have to leave a couple minutes early to get to the airport, but um Thank you, and it's an honor. And if there's anything I can do to, you know, help you guys in the future, at Porter Gale is my Twitter handle. 
you know, I do respond to tweets pretty quickly, so feel free to reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we, we really appreciate your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Right. Have a great day. Thank you.